Welcome to What's the Word Downtown, a weekly podcast dedicated to mining the depths of the word, a word that's sharp and active in downtown Tyler, Texas. Join Eric, Matt, and Mike as we get the word out at Bethel. Hey, welcome to What's the Word Downtown. My name's Matt. This is Pastor Mike Hall, who preached yesterday. Thanks, man. That was fun. Well, I always have to say, like, um, I, I get really excited to preach because mm-hmm. I don't preach that often. And, and I suspect that it, maybe it's the same for you, but I felt that you were very calm yesterday. I don't know if they were passing out quaaludes in the... That's what, um, well, yeah. I was trying to not... I was trying to be longer than 15 minutes, and so I just paused. You just a paused. Whole lot more. A lot of really <laughs> yes. Yes, intentional pauses. <laughs> um, and... And so we are. We were. You jumped into Luke two mm-hmm. in Advent, at, and you and you began with um, a look at just what a treacherous journey this would be. Well, and, but before that, I actually have to make a correction. Okay, I, I've been told that I uh, was wrong. Oh, and went back and looked, which is why. Uh, you, these podcasts are so valuable. <laughs> because so when you can you can recant things. We're just really clean so, up the mess. Yeah, so uh, I said that Quirinius and uh, Caesar Augustus was the same person, and that is not That's true. Not right. <laughs> okay, not... who was the nephew of uh So of it was Quirinius. That, that was the mm-hmm. nephew thing, I believe, was right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you might I, be wrong again. I totally... Then we'd have to have right. a second podcast. So, so this might be a do-your-own-research, and you tell me who's yes. related to who. Right. He'll buy you coffee. <laughs> I will. You just let him know. So all I know for a fact is that that is wrong. But uh, <laughs> but but what is what has not changed in 2,000 years is uh, we're still, uh, from a worldly perspective, perspective, we're still doing censuses. Uh-huh. We're still trying to take account of things. And this was something that was very commonplace at this time. They had to go make this journey. And it's, there's almost a sense of like, even in utero, there was not a submission to the world, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was not counting what, equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but right. making himself a servant and entering into this world in this very sort of obedient oh, way. Or, yeah, well, and... A submission to the government authorities mm-hmm. in there, uh, but also at the same time submitting to the Father, and so that the 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 more I read it and the more I studied it, the more I was taken back of the to the day timing of all of this. I mean, so if you look mm-hmm. at if if the census would have happened a week earlier or a week later, if. Uh, if Mary would have given birth a week mm-hmm. earlier, a week later, mm-hmm. then the timing wouldn't have happened where that would have been in Bethlehem. And that that from eternity past... It was all aligned. It was. It was specific. In order to meet the demand of the uh, of the, uh, of the prophecy. Right, of, of that Micah That it all five. works. That, yeah. it, that, that, that the Bible is, in fact, a hyperlink text that references itself and all makes sense. I mean, it, it, I was thinking if you could imagine if... There in Nazareth, if Joseph, okay, Mary, you're saying this happened, and this angel came, so okay, I believe this. Mm-hmm. this is, but it, for Joseph to have known the Old Testament text and to go, but he's not going to be born in the city of David. Mm-hmm. He's going to be here. And mm-hmm. I wonder if when the census happened, Joseph was like, if he went, Yahtzee. Oh, I can't believe this is actually happening. <laughs> this is the right that that's right. That, or was he? Or was it in hindsight when he went back and went, 
Oh, that's how it happened. I don't know, but mm-hmm. so you you did you did it took some pains to remove a little bit of our uh, sentimentality uh, <laughs> th- that we typically that typically makes up Christmas. I mean, Christmas time is is lush with right. uh, reasons to avoid the actual uh, reality of the Lamb of God. That, that is to say, uh, Christmas is all uh, rosy, cheery, happy family time. Right, uh, but that sin has no part of it, and yet yeah. our experience tells us something different. Right. And that we actually need the Lamb of God uh, as a sacrifice. And so you, um, you, 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 and everyone, excuse me, did I, did I not bring my glasses today? <laughs> and everyone, we're going to have to cut this. I can't do it. We got to do something else. Mark, you're going to have to edit this for the first time. I don't know. Time. I, I don't feel know. like we should definitely okay? keep going. We should keep going. <laughs> all right. gonna, he's going to be made great in all of your weakness right now. Okay, so, so. I want you to read. <laughs> This part, right? This part, right there. Oh, now you're gonna make I'm me old weak in your interviewing. Okay, uh, we talking about we said Joseph mm-hmm. went up to the town of Nazareth and got in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. Mm-hmm. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. When they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes, placed him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the end. And so this is, for me, this sounds like a very, uh, nothing nothing spectacular. Yeah. Nothing uh, like a- angels weren't trumpeting their whole way. They weren't lifted on a cloud uh, from, from, from where they were coming from into Bethlehem. There was this very sort of the three of them. Uh, yes. Well, and you even go back and forth. Yeah. The, the juxtaposition keeps happening of the... The angels come, the cloud, you know, the skies rip open, mm-hmm. and the multitude of angels are praising God mm-hmm. to, well, there's no room at this place, so we'll go sleep on this rock. And then, over of course, here. whether it's true or not, I mean, the idea that, you know, he's with pigs and cows and sheep, I mean, it's just, just humble, just lowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I couldn't help but think um, when I, because we've just been through Genesis, and of course, starting with Adam and Eve and the fall. And then seeing that God's promises uh, began promise to uh, to sort of over begin the long arduous Old Testament overturning of the curse. <laughs> it begins with a man and a woman, Abraham and Sarah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now we have Jesus and coming into this world through a woman with and, and a woman who was supported and lifted up and undergirded by uh, a man, mm-hmm. a man who knew for certain. That was not his child, right? Inside of his wife, right? And too much, and, and with, with 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 a lot of um, uh, what with the, it took nothing less than angels appearing in. Or was it angels, or was he? He yeah, heard no, in a dream right. that Joseph, who was he had quietly was he had, he had decided to quietly uh, divorce her mm-hmm. until God laid him down, made him steal, and he heard from God, and he and he is obedient. And so there's this. It's yeah. like you have a man and a woman in obedience. Um, preparing the way for the Lord. Yeah. And here he comes. Exactly. And and could you imagine, I mean, even Joseph with his wife pregnant, and, and he believed it, but his buddies and his friends, and what's he going to say? He's like, no, man, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it was God. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we believe you, man. Mm-hmm. That that I imagine for him that there's a bit of shame, mm-hmm. embarrassment, but also trying to trust in God and and calling back to the dream, calling back to the angel, talking to him and, and saying, hey, no, 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 this is what's going to happen. Um, 
that, and for Mary, the same thing, right? Am I crazy? Is this really going on? Am I really, I am a virgin. Yes, I know I am. Mm -hmm. So that the confirmation that when this happened and the shepherds came and said, hey, this is what happened to us. There must have been, a, maybe not a sigh of relief, but a, a confirmation that well, God, is, so that God is true. God and is just true. like we'll hear later, Jesus says no, a prophet has no honor in his hometown. It's uh -huh. almost like here you have Mary and Joseph extricated from a place that was certain to be filled with a measure of suspicion. They're delivered to another place where they hear from these lowly shepherds mm -hmm. this amazing sense of confirmation yeah uh, that what's happening is in in some ways and it's just like that what what the 10 cent word for uh, the what is it, the hypostatic union the idea that Christ is both fully uh, human but also fully divine in the same way you have this very um, gritty uh, mm -hmm. close to the earth birth right in a stable no you know there's no opulence there's no it's not like it's sort of the same and it's the same as like him riding in on a donkey later mm -hmm. as he'll mm -hmm. do during a, during the sabbath week before he's crucified but there's this along with this sort of super divine moment at the same time the juxtaposition it's, it shows both of those hand in hand right you're well, in the same story and it's the idea that um god has injected his very self into our world as it is, mm -hmm. not as he would remake it, but as it is now. Of course, he's to, he's going to remake it, but he's making all things new. But that was the beginning, uh, this inclusion of the divine in the very, very ordinary. What's more ordinary than birth? Right. In a way, it's a it's a it's a miracle that eat, I mean, I know I I'm just, I'm just I could cry tears to think about looking at Megan uh, in the eyes as as she, as she's delivering Maggie, and I know you could feel the same. I mean, it's a it's a a miracle of miracles, and yet. It just happened. I mean, somewhere around yeah. the world right now, there's a birth. <laughs> you know, it's happening all the time. And, and the text actually makes normativeness of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, just she gave, it doesn't say, you know, she was dilated to four centimeters right, this right. long. Right? It doesn't mm -hmm. go into great detail. But it was, she gave birth like like everybody else gives birth. It, yeah, almost and, under, understated. And it makes me wonder if um, we've talked about, I think it was Eric who said Mary might have been the first Christian because she received... Christ, and he came through her. And I think that, that that's something like what we have the opportunity to sort of figuratively envisage. Even this, this Advent is a sense that each of us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can be made receptive to being born again. And, and and we sure to be sure we are born again at the at the day of our of our salvation, and yet every day is the opportunity to work out that salvation by being receptive to what would be birthed, yeah, in us and through us each yeah. day. So it's awesome. So okay, so now to get even even uh, uh, grittier. And by the way, I've been to this. Uh, what was the what was the where was the shepherd? What was the place? The sheep. Uh, the, the, the shepherd's field. Shepherd's, shepherd's field. field. Yeah, yeah. We've been there. Well, in a, I mean, I, I looked across. You okay. can't actually go uh, into Bethlehem uh -huh. now because it is. Uh, I I think it's Palestinian territory. You don't want to get shot, dude. I have to tell a story. Can I tell a story? <laughs> I don't tell very many stories. So we're in Israel, and we decide to uh, go out and have dinner. We've got a couple of buddies uh, there that we're with, and so there's four of us. It's a, you know, and we go out of the uh, the kibitz, which is like a you know a Jewish run hotel with uh, you know you can do all your dining and everything, mm -hmm. and they they have hostels and not hostels but rooms and yeah. uh, anyway kibitz, 
at where we were staying. And we went out and we got into a cab. And this guy had this Palestinian fellow who had this uh, cigarette hanging out his mouth. He hadn't shaven in, you know, four or five days. He just looked really rough. And he, I got in the front seat. The, the other three got in the back seat. And uh, he goes, where, you know, I'm going to do a horrible accent. I'm not even going to do an accent. But he says, where, where are you going? Uh, and I said, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to this restaurant. Here's the, uh, he said, oh, okay. And I said, he said, now the Bethlehem is over there. And I said, will you take us? Take us. And, and at the back seat, they're going, no, 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 we can't. We can't go. We can't do this. And I said, I said, man, we're Christians. We want to see where Jesus was born. I mean, me, like Mr. Magoo falling off the truck. This guy cursed us until we got out of the cab. It was terrifying. <laughs> That is to say, Christians, even that go over to the Holy Land today, Bethlehem, it's, is, Bethlehem is it's yeah. uh, persona non gratis. <laughs> okay, you don't get to go over there. But anyway, but we you looked saw, over. You saw and, Shepherd's yes, Field, and and as we and as we uh, toured, uh, you know, the the the, the 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 rural areas around uh-huh. Jerusalem, my thought is like, you know, these uh, this terrain is like flat land. Mm-hmm. No, it's rocky mountains. They're sitting on the side with sheep. They're sitting with these blankets, just watching these. Sh- it's the most forlorn. It's not a. Pl- it's not a job you would ever go. I hope I can be a shepherd one yeah. day. I hope I can be a shepherd in Israel one day. Surely, you know, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord's anointed David, and then Christ we're, were shepherd. But but, anyway. but they were. They're the rumps of the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, and still today, mm-hmm. nobody looks and goes, "That's what I want to do." Yeah, because I bet it's a lot of not doing anything mm-hmm. until you have to do something. You know what I'm saying? You're sort of sitting around on your hands watching the sheep just grow. And then, you know what I mean? Unless you see, I'm not making fun unless of shepherds. You, unless you have a wolf, and then you're like, oh, now, then, now, now it's my time. time. Yeah. Yes, now it's time to go. So here's the shepherds sitting around, not doing much, and then what happens? Yeah. And, get, and then the, the angel, oh, the Lord. an angel of the Lord appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they freak out. And what does he? What does he actually say? Well, it says, "Do not be afraid." Is the first that the angel says, which is which is important. Before you go any further, oh, yeah. the angels mostly say, "Do not be afraid," they and probably because way. there's yeah. much reason to be afraid. Yes, when you see an angel, right? So that there's a there's a glory to the angel, mm-hmm. and so and overwhelming glory, not just yeah. like ooh, yeah, look no, at no. the angel. Like, I mean, I mean, think of the times that you're actually afraid and that feeling. I don't know what the there, there's been a couple times where I've thought mm-hmm. someone's broken into my house, right? And you might go to that fight or flight. And mm-hmm. what, what do you, you know, uh, how you react when you're actually fearful and scared and that that's what it is. So you're right. It's not a, Hoo-hoo, oh, this is wow, oh, this is a big deal. It's not even like a roller coaster, like freaked out, terrified, mm-hmm. scared, that that's the kind of glory. And it's good. I mean, the, the, these angels are, these are good angels, and so that the glory is not in a terif- scared, but in a, a terrifying of the greatness of it. Yeah, and I would also say that when you're going to hear from God, it's not possible if you're afraid. Hmm. Can we can we just talk? Can we camp out there for a moment? Just say, because the glory of God. Well, the glory of God, but also the truth of God is compromised in your mind's eye if you're fearful, right? Like God wants us to be at peace. Yeah. He sends here that when we're talking about the Prince of Peace, what is the, what does peace uh, produce? But clarity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and 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 fear scrambles the mind because my mind is pulled into some 
uncertain future, some fear that I have that I'm going to lose what I have or that I'm, that some pain or loss is going to befall me. And it's like, if I'm worried mm-hmm. about those things, I'm not, I'm not receptive in the same way I would be otherwise. So there's a sense of like the angels are saying, be at ease because we have something to tell you. Mm-hmm. And if you're afraid, you're going to miss it. <laughs> and I think that, so, so I think some of these applicate, there's a very, very clear applications for us is that one of the reasons we, we, we seek to preach the gospel uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that other people do, but we yeah. want to preach the gospel downtown because it, it can have this easing effect. For this, sure. This peaceful effect that allows us to actually hear from God. I mean, the announcement comes first uh, to shepherds, shepherds that, you know, what do they have to be afraid of? What do they have to lose? Mm-hmm. Maybe not a lot, except their life, or maybe their sheep, or their, you know, but. Man, I, and Matt, you could take that. I mean, we just talk about the fear mm-hmm. and let off a little bit of the gas of fear, and maybe it becomes anxiety. Uh, and you talk about it with the juxtaposition of the Prince of Peace mm-hmm. and who Jesus is, and to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. That there's a there's a whole lot there, and and it's not a, a formula. Mm-hmm. It's not. I feel anxiety. I'm going to read this now. I don't have. Mm-hmm. But if there's a say a calmness, maybe a, a direction or focus, where the more you turn your attention and your mind and your heart to Jesus mm-hmm. and to the gospel, you, you're doing a couple things. You're focusing on something that's eternal, and so that gets you out of the maybe the past or the future, mm-hmm. and puts you in the present. The eternal now. But in the now, right, mm-hmm. the eternal now. And so it, it puts you in a place there where you're then also connected in the eternal now to the Spirit of God that lives within you, mm-hmm. which is peace and which is good. And and then your focus then gets to become Jesus and not yourself and not your worries. Well, There's and, a whole lot there. And while even though we're, we are talking about the Lamb of God and we know that Jesus was born, to die. Mm-hmm. The, 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 um, the overwhelming, uh, the, the, the overwhelming uh, emphasis, it seems, at Christmas is God with us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. That, yeah. this, that what we're really focusing on at this point, and I think at different times of the sort of liturgical calendar, mm-hmm. we get to sort of Rubik's Cube different elements mm-hmm. of, of Christ and God's, God's with us-ness or God's uh, substitute atonement made possible through Christ and uh, all of that. But but really, this this time of year, and I think it's taken on, and maybe it was in these, um, and we see the Christmas trees, and we know that in the, you know, these European countries when, you know, where uh, these, in the bleak midwinter, you know, it's right. like, how the hell are we going to make it through uh, winter, <laughs> right. Right? right? Like, we need the light to come. We need uh, the snow to melt. We need the, the crops to grow again. Will we make it through? And so there's this sense of, like, God's inclusion into our struggle. Hmm. Well, right. And so the Emmanuel God with us here in the incarnation of Christ, that, mm-hmm. that God himself came with skin on, mm-hmm. that there's a God is among us and with mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. Uh, here at the Christmas story. But then very quickly it translates over now to God with us, God in us, that God could not be nearer to us now, that he actually lives within us mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and that there's an Emmanuel sense to that mm-hmm. as well uh, in this dispensation, this this age. So the shepherds come, mm-hmm. and what do they do? 
they they come to Mary and Joseph. Yeah, they take all. Well, they get the they get the message, and then they with haste. Right? Scripture says with haste yeah. they get there, mm-hmm. uh, which that's when God shows up, mm-hmm. and you maybe get a marching order from God. You don't you don't dilly dally. Sure. Right? And by the way. Just so you know, the shepherds that I saw in Israel, they're just chilling, sitting around. There was nothing hasty about, about anything they were doing, man. Nothing's going on. They're counting flies. Just, you know. So, so they, they with haste, go. they go. They go. Uh, and they start, they see, see, they recognize Jesus. They recognize Jesus, though, again, because he's the swaddled baby, right? I mean, now we know that there's the star in the direction of where to go, but they, the angels tell them, hey, you'll, you'll know it's him because it's the baby in swaddled clothes, in swaddled yeah. clothes, uh, which is, again, a very normal description mm-hmm. of a baby. Mm-hmm. In other words, him. you'll know him, but it won't be anything. Right. It's not going to be as spectacular as yeah. me. Right There's now. not going to be a, a, he's not going to be glowing. on Right. The, yeah. And I, I would also say, I was thinking about the shepherds. It's like a lot of us have, a lot of us do, well, because of the curse, our jobs oftentimes are comprised of great things, but also thorns and thistles. Yeah. And the shepherds are sitting around doing their shepherding. Mm-hmm. And then a call comes to be a part of, like, the God of the cosmos, <laughs> divine plan. Like, they go from... Right. To, I mean... The this, hero epic story the majesty, of everything. Right. They're, they're at the center. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was reminded of when Delmore was here talking about John Barnett writing that holy and anointed one, mm-hmm. that, that he wrote that while he was digging ditches hmm. at a, beside a California highway. And he always told Ryan, God gives you songs in the ditches. Hmm. And it occurs to me that here, in a sense, these shepherds in the middle of nowhere, yeah. watching you know some sheep. But by the way, you made a great point. These were not just any sheep. They, these very, very yeah. possible. Yeah, these are the sheep that were prepared for the Passover. Yeah, which the connection that which the gospel doesn't say. The, if that is the case, we don't have a reason to think that it's not the case when you know we study and look at the area and the geography. But the Jewish readers would have known that mm-hmm. as well. And the, oh, but dig this. The connection. This is an insight. Yeah, this is an insight. They left those. They left those sheep. <laughs> right? We don't, we're not going we to need, need these sheep anymore. We don't anymore. need these sheep anymore. Man, <laughs> right. God's with us. Right. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. We don't need these, but because this now yeah. is, the, is the Wolves, the take them. We're going to see Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Right. So then, and, and so how does, how does, how does your, your text end yesterday before we get to some of your applications? Yeah, you know, so uh, the, the shepherds, they go and they see Mary and Joseph and they tell them what has happened. There's confirmation of Mary and Joseph. And then the scripture admit, Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things they heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. Now, why is that important that she, that she pondered and treasured and up these things in her heart? It's funny. There's a lot written on that yeah. and all about different things, really mm-hmm. from your, your tradition. Um, but there's a it's almost as if the text didn't say anything more about that in the same way that Mary didn't say anything more about that. Mm. It's it, it, almost that it's so special that there's not a pearl to swine, that they're going, this is, Mary knew that she was in the presence of something unbelievable. And she was speechless. Yes. And so she treasured these but things up in her heart. Speechless, right. And, but, and, but even did, and knew, this is, this is beyond myself. And I'm going to hold on to this. 
Well, and I want to I want to maybe tease out this maybe an idea that you know as Mary treasured these things in her heart, and sovereignly so. Uh, or she, not that she's sovereign, but that mm-hmm. but that in, in in God's sovereignty, she was caused to treasure these things in her heart, because she was going to need a full heart to endure mothering a, a a son who was born to die. I mean, there is not a there is not a a worse reality that you could imagine mm-hmm. than your children perishing before you do. Yeah. That's just, that's the, yeah. that's not supposed to happen that way. Right. 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 And yet, uh, and I don't, we don't know. I, I, I certainly don't know how much Mary knew right. at that time that the Messiah, uh, would be a Messiah, King Messiah by laying himself down rather than ruling. Right. I mean, she may have thought this will be the King. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. And what a special thing, because this is God. He'll be a God king. Yeah. But instead, he'll, he will allow himself to be murdered yeah. and crucified. So she's going to need a full heart to endure that. That there's something that the Father in heaven is, is giving her a gift. Preparing her. Yeah. Preparing hey, hold her. on to this. Mm-hmm. This is sweet. This is special. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, by the time January 3rd or 4th or 5th rolls around, and we start the new year again, and the thorns and thistles, mm-hmm. and the slog of life. Let's be honest. I mean, life's great, but life also really sucks, mm-hmm. you know. And so we're going to need to treasure these things in our hearts. And I think you, what one of the yeah. it's so so you know what I mean for the year ahead. And it's fitting, I think, that the year in a sense ends mm-hmm. with an opportunity for us to treasure these things in our heart, so that as we move yeah. on into it. Well, and there's moments I, that. There's probably moments that happen all the time that we're not treasuring things in our hearts. Mm-hmm. But then the, the ones that we do, they become staples in our lives. Mm-hmm. There's times that you mm-hmm. can look back uh, with probably all your kids and with Megan and mm-hmm. with Heather and my kids that we can go, oh, that that was sweet. That was mm-hmm. good. God was in the midst of that. That was unbelievable evidence that God is with us. Yes. So that when we begin to feel like, oh, my gosh, God is not with us. It's We've like, got wait, something. we got something Remember to hold that? on to. Remember right. that? He's faithful. Steadfast. Uh, well, man, that was great. So, so did when you when you remember if you remember any of your points yesterday or any man, of your applications at yeah. the end, um, the gift. So, Talking yeah, about that's what gifts. we landed on. We yeah. landed on gift. I mean, so and we talked a little bit, you know, when we gifts in this season, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the gift economy that people are saying, "Hey, I give you a gift. You give me a gift." Yeah. And mm-hmm. and there's some niceness to that, maybe mm-hmm. some politeness to that, uh, and there's also a little bit of silliness mm-hmm. when you know. I, I tell you what I want, and you get it for me, and you tell me what you want, and I get it for you. Like, mm-hmm. what do we, you know, it seems like we'd be a whole lot more efficient with our time and just tell each other we like each other. Sure. But the, uh, but the true gift, I mean, of, I mean, ha- have you been given something that maybe surprised you mm-hmm. that you, that you went, what? what? I, I can't believe this. Yes. And I will say that while that gift came with no strings attached, mm-hmm. Whatever I'm thinking of, I, don't, I, mean, I can't think of anything right, specifically. Right, right. But 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 generally speaking, though gifts are not gifts if they have strings attached. Yeah, gifts always come in some way. A true gift always comes at a cost to somebody else that gave the <laughs> right. gift. And if I have not a heart of stone but a heart of flesh, that is a heart, a responsive heart, that I'm able to see what I was given mm-hmm. costs somebody something. Yeah, and so it very rightly does compel me 
not, not to reciprocate the gift, but it must, it, it, if, if I really receive it by the Spirit, yeah. it, it does create, and, 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 and this is what grace does, is that it engenders what the law demands. If I tell you to do something, you don't want to do it. Yeah. But if I give you a gift and show you that I love you, all of a sudden you say, uh, how could I respond? Right. I right. feel loved. You know, <laughs> right. and I think that, there, that there's something there. That's a, that's a perfect picture yeah. of the gospel, right? Yeah. And, and of gospel and of obedience mm-hmm. and how it's not the law and legalism. That's right. That, that if we can, and so to get there, there's a, I mean, it's the gospel. There's a couple places that you have to land. You have to realize the cost you have to realize the gift. You have to actually realize that the gift is given without the strings attached. Mm-hmm. That there isn't a duty and obligation that comes with this because, gift. Because if 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 the if if the shepherds had stayed with the sheep, right, instead of running to the sun, they would have been somewhere in that gift. <laughs> like because that's <laughs> right, what it is, right? right. We're going to slay these lam- lambs to make atonement with God, so that we can feel that we can have. We have. Equality. We give you the lambs. Yeah. You, we get atonement. That's the gift economy. So we forget the sheep. It's like run from the sheep, run to the lamb. And yeah, you know, transactional. Mm-hmm. There's no love there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just a deal. It's that just they're making. Con- what Eric said a couple of weeks ago. You can't love what you control. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's it. So, but you understand that hey, this is a gift with no strings attached, mm-hmm. and you realize the cost of the gift, and then. If you really realize the cost of the gift and you really realize your state of not being able to produce that gift, not to be able to, because of your sin, you can't produce enough sacrifice mm-hmm. for that or do anything about it. If you can hold on to that, the thought of doing something to reciprocate that gift mm-hmm. is just asinine. It's lunacy. It's, it, it's uh, I mean, imagine, it. likewise, let's say, hypothetically, you're a billionaire. Mm-hmm. This is hypothetical. You're a billionaire. You go, hey, Mike, we're great friends. Man, I love you and your family. Here's what I want to do. I, I want to buy you this $50,000 or $50 million home. <laughs> Here's right? $10. And, yeah. <laughs> I want to buy you this $50 million home in, uh, in Tyler, yeah. Texas. I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And then that kind of gift, and I respond with, well, um, Here's an Applebee's gift card, right? I mean, that because because that's the best I got, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it'd be like that, and then I almost mm-hmm. act like that. That's a, a, a transaction. Yeah. Like it'd be like, what are you doing? Obedience cannot be paying back God. No, it's it, just, it, it, that's not real obedience. That's something like a slave. That's something like where the prodigal son comes home and says, "I'll." It's better for me to be a slave in my father's house, and it's like the father already has slaves. Yeah. He wants a son. So, okay, so this is clear, I think. Yeah. But if we can take a couple of of places and moments in our East Texas culture, sure, where it, where that keeps showing up. I mean, so there's even the hey, God helps those that help themselves, right? Um, Watching a show um, that I uh, don't recommend because it's not appropriate, but uh, Yellowstone. And, okay. Right, and the father figure there was asked to pray. He's like, "Lord, give us the rain, a little bit of luck, and we'll do the rest." Right. Oh my I mean, gosh. which is which is a bit of this. If it's to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. It says I can do it. I don't want to presume upon God. Just give us a little Lord. help. 
And I got I can take care of the rest. Give, God meets those that help themselves. Meet me halfway. Right? That's that's called Pelagianism, and Martin Luther would have none of it. He said, <laughs> you know, the, 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 it's right. grace, full stop, all the way. It's not grace until you're saved, and then it's up to you. Right. And so, uh, at all, hey, it's this. We've got to be better. We've got to do good deeds, even mm-hmm. though it, like this good deed mm-hmm. kind of uh, thought that you hear um, the the karma. Uh, mm-hmm. People who are talking about how you have con- what comes around goes around, and uh, there's better all be kinds good of so places. you don't get Santa, built. right? Mm. Santa's watching you. If mm. you're naughty, yep, no, no presents for you, right? Mm. Uh, that there's this whole. Uh, it's a Santa is a gift economy. Santa mm. is a hey, you're uh, you're naughty, you get no no uh, toys or whatever. You get coal, yeah. right? Yeah. You're good, you get good toys. Yeah. So it's a it's a gift economy. But see, but he because he deals with us not according to our merit, but according to his glorious riches. It's not, it's no longer the, you know, it's the old kingdom scarcity. The new kingdom is abundance. The new kingdom is overflowing. The new kingdom is God is with us always, no matter how you feel, no matter what you do. And uh, what an announcement that we got to celebrate. Thank you for your, thank you for your message yesterday, man. That's good Uh, to be here. And uh, this was fun. We'll uh, see you guys at 10 a.m. Sunday morning for the fourth week of Advent. Who's going to be lighting that candle this week? It's going to be the Carters. Watch out. Yeah. And praise God, because uh, that's a great family to be lighting the Advent (laughs) candle. Hey, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye now.